Welcome to Dream and Achieve with Enchanted Aspirations. Your extraordinary run begins now. We are here to turn your run into a journey of magic and might. So let's lace up a flash of sparkling smile and let's hit the path where dreams sprint into reality. Ready to run like the wind and chase the extraordinary? Let's dream it to achieve it and go into our five-minute walking warm-up in three, two, and one. This workout is going to go swimmingly. You are not going to feel like a fish out of water. You are going to feel like you are just part of this world. Am I right? And you get that same I, vibe? I love the pep talk, Coach, and I want everybody to focus on that pep talk. But I'm not going to lie because <laughs> I'm trying to be my authentic self and also, you know, just speak truth to power. Friends, you may feel like you actually do have a little bit of sea legs after this tempo tail is done. Of course, a little mermaid tail. We are going to trade in our mermaid tail for some really strong legs and we develop our strong legs with a tempo workout. But of course, we want to add a little aspect of whimsy, a little aspect of fun. So we're going to have kind of a true or false that helps to determine your workout. Now, again, when it comes to the little mermaid and all of the magic of that storyline, it's all about making sure that we own our voice as we create our dreams. So this is where we want you to know that you are going to be authentic to yourself. It's totally up to you if you decide to follow the way that we've got it programmed out. If you want to make this your own tempo and just run through at that tempo pace, that RPE of six to seven for the entire workout, that's cool. If you think you want to play a little bit with the paces and pull back when you get that uh, answer correct, because that's how you'll be able to pull back into conversation pace or recovery, or you want to push it up a little bit when you go and get the answer incorrect. And it's all cool, whatever you want to do. So we're going to go into tempo pace the entire time. We're all going to return back into tempo pace after we're done with those pace changes. And we will read the questions, give you time to lock in your answer, tell you whether it was right or wrong. And then you decide if you're going to go ahead and take that next two minute pace change. So two minutes in, you're walking it out. I know, I know you're thinking this is too much math. Like that's why you have us. We do yeah. the math and sometimes we get yeah. it correct. Yeah. <laughs> so again, hearkening back to personalizing this for ourselves. Maybe you just got done with your goal race and you want to treat this more of a lower level tempo work. Maybe you're in the middle of your season where you really do feel like you have the strength to push up and to get into that tempo workout from start to finish and then maybe pop it up into a couple of two minute segments all cool but i am excited for true or false because i think it's always a lot of fun to learn more about these tales that we grew up with and i feel like we learned a whole lot of peter pan that i had no clue that made me want to go rewatch it well, and I so, will say this goes right into everything we've been talking about, not only pushing ourselves from a running aspect, but also pushing ourselves from a personal aspect. We tend to not like being wrong. We tend to like being prepared, having all the answers, knowing exactly what is and what isn't. So if it's a little daunting to get up that control, maybe embrace that little bit of fear and be not so afraid to take a chance and maybe get the wrong answer because the worst that's going to happen here is you just got to push it up on the RP scale a little bit, which, hey, has its own benefits. So it's a win-win. Ooh, coach, that was so poignant and powerful and directed at me. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah. 
So I totally, I, one of the reasons why I think that this month has been so exciting was because I feel like Brene Brown must have followed me around and then like, what is she doing? Okay, I'm gonna write that down because clearly I do tend to get into my head quite a bit about those perfectionist tendencies and being wrong or not having the right answer almost starts to like chip away at the core of a belief that I had of myself having to have all the right answers and know exactly what's going to happen next. So I do love being able to challenge myself to maybe give up a little bit of that. A little bit because I'm working on it. Micro Just habits. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, R-E-S-P-C-T. Find out what it means to uh, Okay, sorry, perfect. I'm good so now. We're gonna have we're gonna have a little bit of respect of this distance, a little bit of respect of this pace, and a whole lot of respect of ourselves to know that we can we can make this workout happen even if it is a little on the tougher side. So getting our magical wishes to be true hearing our voice and of course not giving it up to Ursula as we go into our tempo. You guys will have beautiful form from start to finish. We know that to be the case. Let's go in 20 seconds here. So definitely chin up, eyes on the prize here. If you're on that treadmill, if it's not at a 1% incline, what are you waiting for? Let's make that happen right here, right now, before we go and take our pace up into that six to seven, locking in our tempo in three, two, and one. Oh, so we're gonna hang out here. This is our tempo. This is gonna be home. It's gonna feel comfortably uncomfortable. Sometimes it'll feel more comfortable, sometimes it won't. And that's okay because we're daring to kind of push past the ordinary. So coach, with that said, we're gonna go right into our first true or false. We're gonna give folks a little time to marinate on it before we move into that potential pace change if they choose to want to do it. So we're here for three minutes before you have that two minute pace change optional. So true or false coach, the original Little Mermaid story by Hans Christian Andersen has a happy ending. Do you think that the answer is true or do you think the answer is false? I'm gonna let it marinate like ceviche and just kind of <gasps> let it lie for a second. Let's talk about ceviche cause that's delicious. And then I feel really wrong because we're watching, we're talking about the Little Mermaid and I feel like flounder is gonna be um, part of that ceviche. And I don't know how I feel about that, but I do yeah. love ceviche. <laughs> <laughs> just not flounder ceviche. Okay, okay. Do you like ceviche as a pescatarian? Uh, only shrimp ceviche. Okay. Well, I eat nothing else. Because you don't want to have flounder for dinner. I, I mostly just like the shrimp, <laughs> and I feel like the shrimp's the only thing that actually gets cooked by the acid, but that's a whole other side conversation. Oh, okay. Yes, I do feel like we have to do like food safety um, 101 and ceviche. I'm a safety candy. everything. I can't help it. And ceviche is a little bit of a daring of walking on the wild side. And again, we're, we're all about micro changes, not going hog wild in this first one out of the gate. So we're not going to make you do a ceviche if it's not shrimp. We got you, girl. Okay. So we're two minutes into our tempo. Friends, hopefully you've locked in whether you thought it was true or false. You probably already came up with this with the thought, but it is, of course, false. And the original story ends tragically because a little mermaid turns into sea foam, which I kind of feel like could still be merchandising opportunities for Disney and they could sell us like sea foam bath salts and I'd probably buy them. So with that said, friends, if you were right, you're going to go ahead and pull back if you would like for two minutes into conversation pace, RP of four to five. If you were wrong and you thought that there was definitely a happy ending in the original story, you're gonna push up into seven or eight, but you've got 30 more seconds here before we make that pace change. 
And I'm going to give a spoiler alert. If Hans Christian Andersen's involved, it's always going to be a horrific ending. I don't think any of the stories actually have happy endings with him. I think a lot of the original fairy tales were not fairy tales, but more long cautionary tales. Yes, like let's scare the children into not doing anything besides what they're told by their parents. So I think that, yeah, there's a lot of darkness. We turned out fine, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here we are. So uh, friends, let's go ahead and do the optional pace change in three, two, one. Again, if you selected true, you're going to pull back into conversation pace for two minutes. If you selected false, you're going to push up into seven to eight for two minutes, a little faster, a little harder, challenging yourself. Or if you're sticking right here in tempo, knowing that there's so many beautiful benefits to this anaerobic workout from start to finish, it helps our mindset. It helps empower us. It helps to clear our lactate a little faster. Our body becomes more efficient. So there is no right or wrong answer truly at the end of the day with this workout. Now, when you first saw it, did you think it was true? Or Um, were you like me and were a deep pessimist and just be like, no? I think I am a total realist in knowing that these, uh, again, these tales of yore were always, tales. Little, <laughs> yeah, were always a little, a little, um, a little on the dark side, shall we say, which might be part of the reason why I've always gravitated toward them as well. So who knows? Who I'm knows? Always a psychoanalyze that. <laughs> I'm always a Grinch when it comes to like the fairy tales because mm-hmm. I'm like, I love the magic of it. I'm like, but don't get it twisted. I'm like, there was a lot that could have gone wrong with this. So you can tell that watching kid movies with me is a ton of fun because I bring on the realism and I'm like, no, it's not, it's not how this works. I feel like I can't tell if that's maybe why your kiddo is always so inclined to ask a lot of questions or yes. like, it feels like there may have been that development based off of how you react to the movies. But one thing that's for sure is that for the next 30 seconds, friends, you guys are going to keep that pace exactly where you're at. And then we're going to all meet back in that tempo, that six to seven, even if we don't want to, because we love the conversation pace if we're at it. And even if we're in that seven to eight and we want to pull back into a walk, you're going to just pull back to tempo. We're going to find our home there again, knowing that it's a really great pace for us to practice and get comfortable being uncomfortable. So three, two, and one. Lock it in for three minutes at that tempo. I'm not going to spoil it yet, but I do feel like this true or false, you're going to have a little little bit of trouble with because... I still can't believe you did not see the Little Mermaid live action. Like, I'm so I'm, disappointed in myself as well because I I'm love severely, the live action. I'm severely but, disappointed in but you. But I will tell you, it took me a very long time to see most of the live actions. I don't think I saw any of them until maybe a year after they were, maybe a year and a half after they were all out. Actually, it takes me a long time to see any movie, to be honest with you. The only movie that I saw the first day that it came out that was available for rental was Oppenheimer. So if that says anything about me, um, just know that, yeah, I'm, I'm usually not watching things for quite some time after they first come out. But Have I you do want to watch live action. No, and I still want to watch that. Either. I haven't watched Barbie either. I totally want to watch it. I love America Ferrara. She's one of my, like, I, I'm not a big celebrity fan, but she's definitely one of them. I've loved her since back in the day from Real Women Have Curves. So, and of course, Ugly Betty. And I've just watched Sisters of the Traveling, whatever. So traveling, traveling pants. Sister. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they, was... they, have, they travel with pants. That's the whole yeah. premise of the movie. <laughs> Well, with that said, let's get into the next one, Coach. Hit us with your best shot. In the live action version of Little Mermaid, Mm -hmm. Ariel's best friend is a fish named Flounder. 
wasn't flounder not in our ceviche so wasn't flounder her best friend in the animated movie yes in the animated movie the fish was flounder okay and that was her best friend i know that i heard a lot of scuttlebutt (laughs) (laughs) um about the fact that they didn't stay as true to the animated one as folks were hoping that they would so i'm gonna guess that this is one of the ones where they departed from it i don't know who they would have made as a live action friend though um but i'm gonna go ahead and say it was false all right so everybody's gotta think for a second and we'll reveal the answer once you have a time to marinate on it. Ceviche or no ceviche. <laughs> and if you think that best friend Flounder actually made the cut or was on the cutting board. Oh, Coach, I know. No. I know. I did it. I slayed with a filet. Yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. Let me see. Like from all of our recordings we have ever had this moment in time, that's definitely the darkest you've ever gone. But friends... What is the answer? It is true. Flounder is still a character in the live action adaptation. Okay, I have questions about that. So true, they get to pull back into conversation pace. False with me, if you guys got it incorrect, we're going to head up into seven to eight. Let's get ready to lock in whatever that designation is of our pace. We're going to make that change in 10 seconds. Again, if we decide that we're going to make this a tempo from start to finish, good for you, friends. We'll be back to meet you in just three, two, and one let's make that change right here and now we're locking our effort for two minutes um so wait how did they is the flounder the character that was voiced by oh gosh is it akina aquafina aquafina no so aquafina was scuttle okay and she was great um Flounder in the live adaptation, it was like a weird CGI fish. There was actually a really big uproar because people thought it was kind of creepy. I mean, it wasn't the most like settling of characters, but if you could get past it, it was okay. I just kind of ignored that. But no, Aquafina Scuttle, the bird, was fantastic. I love Aquafina, though. I love her, too. But, you know, I fell in love with her and Raya um, because she voices... Who did, she voices Sisu. not Raya. Okay, yes. And she's just hilarious and so perfect for that character. I was first introduced to her in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, and then she was too. in Ocean's 8, which oh, was, I, was the one I with Sandra I Bullock. Attention. Yeah, I, I don't oh. think I paid attention to her in that one. Yeah, she was a very, like, sub-character. She was, like, mm-hmm. a pit pocket. Um, but she's great. But, yeah, if you've not seen her in Crazy Rich Asians, she's hilarious. I do love that movie. That's phenomenal. And she is one of our go-tos. What's also not maybe a little funny, not so funny, is the fact that we're almost 30 seconds away from being able to all meet back in that tempo. So again, guys, you guys have now kind of getting an idea of what you can expect for this workout. You're getting into the tempo groove. So continue to lock in that pace that you designated for that two-minute block, being integral to your word, honoring your commitment, and of course, being authentic to the effort that you're deciding to make happen for yourselves. In five four three two and one let's all meet back at that tempo now for us that were wrong like myself of course that tempo is going to feel a little bit easier as we go back into it 
for folks that went into that bit of a recovering conversation pace, coming back to the tempo, they may find they feel a little bit easier to get right out for those first 30 seconds, but remember to harness in your pace. You don't want to push too hard and too fast because you don't know what you're going to lock in for that next one because we got more trivia coming on up. It's amazing um, that we still have more trivia even after doing this at the end of last year. This just goes to show you never know what you're going to continue learning. Whether it's about The Little Mermaid, about running, about yourself, there's always little nuggets that you don't even know are there to be uncovered. Um, yes. And I feel like I want to like snap and clap and like snap. emoji hands. And of course, we're going to talk about a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I'm also then going to veer off from that super inspiration and we're going to bring it back. We're going to try to figure out this next fact as to whether it's inspirational or how this to make it inspirational. Like, this is gruesome. And I, I want to know where you pulled some of these facts from because you're scaring me, friends. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. No, I you're not. I can't, I can't no, you're not. It. She's not I, sorry I, at all. I may, have been, I may have been missing a little bit of Halloween spirit, which I usually start listening to Halloween playlists right about now. Um, so that's probably why. But true or false, in the original tale, the Little Mermaid has to endure great pain when she walks on land. Now, you guys are probably thinking, I usually have to endure great pain after I walk after any of these runs and these workouts. So you're maybe already thinking, yeah, I could see that. Or maybe you're thinking, no way, they wouldn't have made it that dark that early on for folks. Either way, locking your answer. And again, we're still here at that effort of tempo. Let's do a little head to toe check or head to tail check, if we will. Um, so again, guys, it's so important. You're going to hear us driving this home for the entire month because the form is foundational. So that chin is up. Your eyes are looking forward. If you're on that treadmill, please, please, please do yourself a favor. Throw something over the display. There's no point in seeing how long you have left. If you're out looking at your watch, flip it around. I know that I would love for a couple of you to maybe potentially go out without a watch, but you're likely not going to be okay with that because that feels very, very naked and vulnerable and you want those metrics. But at least flip it around during this segment because it's really important that you just listen to your body as you go into, if you were said that it was true, of course you were right. You're gonna pull it back into a three to four, maybe a little bit of a five conversation pace. If you said false, you're gonna push it up into that seven to eight, make that pace change that you're going to have happen. And let's lock it in in three, two, one. Again, you're welcome to stay at tempo if that's what you're looking for for today. So coach, it's not just true. It's pretty dark. It was walking on land causes her immense pain, like walking on sharp knives. Why were they so mean back in the day? I need to, now I need to research Hans Christian Andersen and figure out like what went wrong in his childhood that he just sat, like this was like Sweeney Todd stuff, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is like really, 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 really dark and a little That's scary. also. That's also a really bad fact as we're like pushing all the runners right now to be like, let's push it more. You're like, let's talk about immense pain in our legs well, from let's, walking let's on land. Let's talk about that. This should feel uncomfortable, but it should not feel like you have immense pain. If it feels like you're walking on sharp knives, you may have plantar fasciitis. And then friend, let's go ahead and pull that back to a walk. Check in with us. Let us know what's going on <laughs> so that we can help you because you clearly should not feel like there's any walking on sharp knives during any of this. And that's such a great reminder. While we will always 
ask you to push into the uncomfortable. We will never ask you nor condone nor definitely encourage any kind of workout that pushes you to the point of pain. So please take take this sensibly so that we can keep you healthy for the entire year to come to make those big dreams happen. With that said, we have 30 more seconds before we all meet back into our tempo pace. And tempos are one of my favorite. How do you feel about tempos, coach? I like them. I'm not going to marry them, but I like them. I mean, I'll see them on the side. Oh, they're my, they're my side they get, work. My side get, fish. They, they, they get just a, a side of a little bit of action there from you. Okay. I get yeah, you. I feel I'd, you. I'd probably go fartlek, then progression, then tempo. Hmm. Well, with that said, let's all talk about it in our next tempo segment in three two, one, because we're all meeting back into that tempo. We're all getting reaping the benefits of pushing ourselves into the comfortably uncomfortable, which that's what this entire month in the workbook and the mindset that we're doing is to learn how to get a little uncomfortable as we work toward being authentic, living towards making our dreams a reality, achieving our goals, or maybe even getting comfortable with failing at some of our goals that we set for ourselves. So can you think coach, if you're willing to share, and I totally am fine if you're not. And everybody else is going to send you an email saying, please do share. But anyway, can you think of a time that a quote unquote failure happened that ended up really being such a wonderful opportunity for you to learn and grow and actually was, whether you feel like it was a blessing in disguise or an opportunity for you to really achieve something extraordinary or pursue a different extraordinary path? Oh my gosh. There's actually a lot of times. Yeah. There's a lot of times that I've quote unquote failed mm -hmm. that wasn't a failure, but it's about like rewrapping my mindset. Um, one of them I can definitely see is when I decided not to go to college for fashion design. I mm -hmm. really thought that that was a huge failure and I was walking away from what I was meant to do. And it happened to actually be one of the best decisions I ever made um, to not not pigeonhole myself and not to force something because I sh quote unquote should follow that path I set for myself and I was brave enough to say no that's that's not where I want to go and I've actually done that a lot in my life of being brave enough to just say that's that's not the path that I'm gonna keep going down so I love that and I definitely want to talk more about that but I also want to give folks an opportunity to get into the next one and I feel like you are our live action queen since you saw the movie and are such a big fan so Hit me with the next live action true or false question that I'll probably get wrong. All right. I also have a bonus follow up on this. Okay. The live action version features a singing crab named Sebastian. Okay. I, I mean, it's got to have Sebastian. Sebastian's like the most fun. Um, I don't, it could be characters. a false sense of security because you didn't think oh, that Flounder made the cut. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm never going to get past that filet. Um, <laughs> all right, my friend. I have friends. You guys lock in your answer. I feel like this may have been a very easy one for folks that did see the live action. If I don't know how many folks did or did not. So we have 30 seconds here. So hit us with what, what they're doing, if they got it correct or if they got it incorrect. So if you said that true Sebastian made the cut, then you are going to go ahead and be in that conversation case for four to five. If you thought that I was lying to you and it was a lion fish, then you are going to be pushing up to that seven to eight and going to give a little extra spice to that crab cake. Ooh, yummy. Now I want crab cake. Let's do it in three, 
two, and one. Friends, again, lock in whatever pace you want for these two minutes and just be consistent. Be consistent for the entire 120 seconds. So if you're locking into that higher pace, then don't pull back until it's time, until we count you down. If you're deciding you're gonna keep honoring this tempo pace because you really want a tempo workout, do not pull back. Don't be tempted by the recovery. If you're pulling it back into conversation pace, awesome. Don't give yourself that chance though to pull too far back where you're walking it out and you're taking a stroll through the seaside because we're still doing a little bit of a tempo. So friends, locking that in and I wanna know your little additional bonus feature. What, what, what? what happened in the live action. Do you know who Sebastian. voiced Sebastian in the live action? Oh my gosh. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. No, I really don't. I feel like he, the only he, like two that walk away from me is obviously Ariel and um, Ursula are the two big main stars that kind of come to mind. Well, it's harder because you only hear his voice, but it was none other than Shaggy. Shut the front door. Mr. Boombatastic himself, which (laughs) I've been on repeat lately. But yeah, he did a stage version of The Little Mermaid that's on Disney Plus. That's really good. The girl who voiced Moana plays Ariel and Queen Latifah plays Ursula. And he plays Sebastian. And then he redid the role in the live action to be Sebastian. Love me some Shaggy. Yes, I mean, he's actually quite a bit of fun. There's no doubt about it. So folks, you guys are gonna have quite a bit of fun here as we head back to all meet together in that tempo in five, four, three, two, and one. Locking in three minutes here of that tempo pace as we're rocking and rolling through this workout. Dun, 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 dun. Did you like Shaggy? Were you a Shaggy yeah, person? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can live in Florida and not like Shaggy, or because I know he's not officially reggae, but maybe inspired from the Caribbean. Um, well, he is Caribbean, but I think we all like Calypso, Caribbean, reggae, all of that. Um, ska, I know, isn't necessarily Caribbean, but all of that influence here in Florida is very big. So I, I'm I've listened. Fan. I've listened to Shaggy since it was not appropriate at my age to listen to Shaggy. I remember coming home from Pee Wee softball and rocking out to it. That is a little glimpse in my childhood. Well, with that said, whether that's a glimpse of your childhood, <laughs> let's, let's also take another glimpse into our childhood with this little mermaid trivia here, coach, because I want to ask you, I feel like I'm going classic, you're going live action, or I'm, I'm taking it old school. I'm taking it back into like Hans Christian Anderson with my trivia friend. So true or false, Hans Christian Anderson, the version, we already know it was scary, um, but that his version of the little mermaid includes a character named Scuttle. A sequel. Was he? Was he not in the original? You guys think about it. I feel like this is slow playing us. I feel like it's going to take a dark turn and I don't trust it. Let's go ahead and overthink it here out loud. Let's go ahead. Let's hear your thought process on that because my thought process on that is no, absolutely not. That's something that we would see now more here. I don't even know if they wherever he, I feel like Hans Christian Anderson was landlocked. He probably didn't even know about seagulls. Um, but he knew enough about mermaids that that tracks anyway go on with your thought process <laughs> but he clearly had to have some kind of influence maybe he did have a seaside adventure maybe he had gone out of the jolly 
ranger rancher from Roger. Captain Hook. Roger, okay. <laughs> Jolly Rangers, okay, okay too. Yeah, so maybe, I mean, I like Jolly Ranchers for the record. So maybe it's a little bit of that, but um, I feel like folks that are rolling through here probably have their answer locked in. So we're going to go ahead and, and give you the answer. Coach, what do you think it is? Just out of curiosity. I would have assumed that he was in the story. Okay. Okay. I feel you. Well, you assumed that he was absolutely in the story with the one that we know, the animated version, but not in hands, Christian Anderson's. He was completely, completely introduced by Disney as an adaptation to the I original call story. foul. Uh, do, is something a little fishy? There's a little fishy to that. I don't <laughs> okay. know. I'm well, going to gonna recount. Let's go ahead and pull back on our pace if we were right into our three to four. We can hang out here at Tempo or push it up if we were wrong into that seven to eight. You're going to be joining Coach Shelby in three, two, and one. I would have thought that that was going to take like a roasted duck a la range type turn. The way that I mean, Hans Christian Anderson is giving me a lot of trust issues. And now I know for sure that that is not going to be on my uh, winter end of year winter reading of list. Year list now well that's okay because again we're, we're busy we're reading books that kind of help develop our minds help us to be a bit more bold and, and reframe our thoughts a little bit there but i love how we are all really being brave and daring to be uncomfortable with some of the things that we're learning about ourselves during these runs or during some of the exercises in the workbook or all the different options that we have here so I want to bring the conversation back a little bit to how you were talking about how we sometimes have to change course maybe when we are steering our ship of the Jolly Ranger. Roger. <laughs> I'm never Roger that. <laughs> Clearly they need to name a peanut butter after it. For but me you to know what? You're not you afraid to fail. You keep trying to get the Jolly oh, Roger on course. Thank you for that one. Yes. So I do love that. And that's what's so great about these type of workouts is that we maybe when we first started the workout, we thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and play along with the true or false. But maybe as we're rolling through here, it feels a little disjointed. It doesn't feel as fluid as we want, or we're feeling like our energy stores are not as high as we would want them to be. So maybe we need to steer the course of the ship a little differently and that's okay so again putting yourself in that captain's seat reminding you that coach shelby and i here are your first mates we're going to encourage you to weather those storms that may come your way on the jolly rancher ranger roger jolly rancher uh, <laughs> the hidden but, valley rancher <laughs> yeah but of course you are in control, the master of your fate. So friends, keep rocking, keep rolling and hit me with a true or false coach. All right. In the original story, Hans Christian Anderson here again, the <laughs> mermaid gains a human soul by marrying the prince. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's true or do you think that's false? I mean, I'm going to straight up, I don't know what you guys are thinking out there, but I'm going to tell you right this very instant. I think that's true, but that's, um, I don't really know what that means. Like she gains a human soul because again, like Halloween, does that mean she gets like, like an indentured soul to like do dentures? her bidding? We're getting dentures? <laughs> I don't know what exactly that means, but I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say she gains a human soul by marrying the prince. Well, you know wait, what? Wait, hold on. We're oh. talking about the original story, the yeah. Hans Christian Andersen story. Yeah. No, because we know that she gets turned into sea foam. That doesn't mean that she wasn't human. Okay. Okay. I feel like but you have <laughs> you having a kiddo is akin to being able to be practiced to be with me because I felt. Did you hear the wine in my voice? <laughs> 
if that was not the most just like absolutely bratty whininess because I'm like, no, it's this way. <laughs> so give a it big is, hug to your kiddo for, for training you to deal with me. <laughs> it is false though. She okay. has a chance to gain the soul to marry the prince, but she doesn't. So she failed and she turned into seafoam, which is not going to happen if you fail. So don't take that one to heart, people. Swim okay, friends. From it. So make that pace change accordingly to your answer. If you've got that right, go ahead and pull it back into three to four. If you got it wrong, um, you're going to go ahead and pop it on up like seven to eight with me. If you changed your mind midway through and now you're confused as what you should do, maybe let's hang out in tempo. Let's do it in three, two, and one here for two minutes as we continue to rock and roll. We're getting really close to the end of this, by the way, coach. We only have two more segments to go of the true or false as soon as we pop back into meeting at that tempo. Um, and that's it. So we'll be at the cool down and we will feel... I don't know, like fresh as a Friday fish special at the restaurant. I, I don't ooh, know where to go with that's that. That's not a dark turn. <laughs> Maybe fresh is after a seaweed wrap. Oh, ooh. Right? A little, yeah, little, a little spa. Yeah, a little spa. Okay, I get you. I got you. I was, I, I'm thinking food, my friends. I was like, I don't know that I love seaweed that much, but okay. <laughs> I mean, seaweed is really good. If you've never had seaweed salad, it's really awesome i do i do like it i do i agree i like a little bit of that umami flavor a little bit of that brine so it it speaks to my heart Mm. guess who's having sushi for dinner now (laughs) sorry little mermaid (laughs) sorry flounder (laughs) all right well friends whether this year you're deciding you're going to dabble in pescatarian or you're deciding to add in some more produce with some of the produce challenges coming your way it's all good as long as you're fueling your body for these hard efforts, knowing that again, we're going into meeting back into our tempo pace in about 40 seconds. So keep working, keep moving, keep grooving here for just a little longer. I can't wait to see what your next true or false is. I feel like they, I feel like they very much encapsulate our not soul of sea witch soul, but like our regular people soul. Even though if I had to choose between a person or a mermaid, I would totally choose a mermaid. Being a person or a mermaid? Yeah, like if I was oh. a person, if I could choose, I would be a mermaid. You have to watch the comedian. I can't think, uh, Eliza Schlesinger. She has an entire bit about why in the world would women want to be mermaids. We're not going to get into that right here and now because we're all going to meet at our tempo pace in three, two, and one. But this may be going on some of your final surges. You guys are going to definitely get to see <laughs> Eliza's just sweet mermaid little bit because it is hilarious. But coach, what is also absolutely amazing in this is that maybe we're feeling a little naughty cull and we're going to get one more (laughs) true or false coming from me, one more from you. So let's see here. We're going to pile from that, pick from that pile of presents. Hmm. Ooh. The original story, because I'm such a big fan of all of this dark nonsense that we're learning about, <laughs> of The Little Mermaid includes the character that we all know and love named Ursula the Sea Witch. I mean, yeah. How else does she, like, yeah, sell her voice? Like, what else right? happens? Like, what's her name? Like, Jody? <laughs> Sarah? <laughs> Carmen, like what, what Ursula? I think didn't we even Ursula is like a subversion of a squid or something? Like it means something yeah. like that. 
Well, Ursula was on your team, right? So you learned yes. that she was some kind of a cephalopod and you yes. shared that knowledge with us. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. It sounds very fancy, but I I don't She I has don't know. to be there. If everybody else was there other than Scuttle. Is it possible that she was too fabulous to exist during Hans Christian Andersen's imagination? Like maybe he didn't have, maybe he wasn't as creative as he thought he was. Maybe he Just had saying. mommy issues like Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, friends, with that said, lock in your answer. And coach, do you want to know? I do, but I feel like I'm going to get swayed. Ah, by the ocean currents, of course. Yes. Okay. Well, friend, the answer is false. Ursula was only found in Disney's adaptation, not present in Anderson's original fairy tale. But did she I have know, a different name? You like, was her character just gone? I'm going to have to research it, and I will to be continued. But one thing is for sure, none of us want to be mermaids, according to Eliza. So maybe we want to be Ursula's. I'm just saying. I, I'm going to Google this while y'all change paces, because now this is going to make me angry. Okay, friends, if you were right and you knew that the answer was false, you are going to pull back into that three to four conversation pace. And right about this tempo, you're feeling like, yeah, I definitely want a recovery. If you were with Coach Shelby and you got the answer incorrect, then you're going to push up for just two minutes. Or if you're here for a tempo seaside tale, you're going to go ahead and stick right with that tempo effort. Again, this is where you have to start talking to yourself, giving yourself that pep talk, giving yourself that mantra regardless of whatever it is let's change that pace in three two and one and then let's lock it in for the full two minutes okay this answer is deep for oh. the record oh so as is the case in many fairy tales the main characters in han christian anderson's little mermaid are given no names oh. and it's actually intentionally it's a stylist choice that allows readers to project themselves and their feelings onto the characters so while Ariel is not named Ariel. She is just talked about as a little mermaid. Ursula's character is described, but never actually named. Oh, I like that. That's pretty brilliant. I it's kind of like, like giving that. power to the words mm -hmm. to where instead of giving power to the name, you're kind of looking at all of the factors and making your judgments from there, which is really unintentionally a beautiful way to kind of sum up exactly what we're doing is taking all the peripherals and going ahead and making our own assumption versus just using singular words like fear or boundaries or or anything like that. I feel like you 100% are just drawing this back to Brene's book because she talks so much about that where part of her work in defining emotions and the feelings and actions was the fact that whenever she would look up the word, she would oftentimes find that it didn't define what she felt the actual definition of how she wanted to use the word. So absolutely love that we can redefine our narrative and redefine the words that we use and being very, very mindful of using empowering words for us as we continue to rock through this workout. Friends, we're all gonna be empowered. We're all going to find our home in our tempo pace, our final tempo and our final true or false before we go into our cool down. So five, four, three, Two and one. Let's go to pull it back. I'm so excited for my last trivia question because mm -hmm. just like everything else, I have add-ons to this trivia question. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. Are you excited? Are you ready for this? Uh, I really am. Yeah. 
in the original tale, which I love the fact that this is just puns of puns, the Little Mermaid has five sisters. Okay. In the original version, she has five sisters. Yep, I got it. Okay. So, think long, think hard. We'll let the smoke clear from all the thinking. She absolutely has. It's true. It's true because we know that her dad, huh, back in the day, having a very large brood spoke to, I guess, your manliness. So I would assume that her father, as the king of the underworld and the sea or whatever, the undersea, is it, was it officially Neptune? I don't know where he was. But long story short, we know that this man had to have, he was probably prolific and his uh, creation of offspring. So I know he, she probably had five sisters, 28 brothers, um, 32 second cousins twice removed. So I'm, I'm There's so certain. much to unpack right now. It's Atlantica for the record. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. And under the, under the sea. <laughs> in the original, it is true. <laughs> she had five sisters. Yeah. I mean, but of course. Of course. I have more info. So yeah, while <laughs> we go off to Atlantica, Go ahead and pick your sea witch poison. And if you got it right, you got to go in that conversation pace. And if you got it wrong, you got to push it up. Put those uh, octopus legs to the test and speed it up a little bit. I think we should go ahead and challenge everyone at this point, knowing that we have our five minute cooldown on the other side, regardless if you got it right, wrong, you're indifferent. <laughs> you tuned out our questions about 45 <laughs> minutes ago <laughs> and you're just here for the inane chatter. We're going to we're going to recommend that you guys all push just a little bit more. If you've been locking in the tempo pace, it's a great way to have a little fast finish, a little quicker way of turning over those those legs of yours to get those sea legs when you're officially done here. If you've been um, absolutely right with all the questions, and you've had a little bit more recovery. That's OK. Perfect. We want you to go ahead and push a little bit more. So let's all challenge ourselves. Let's do all it. dig do a little it. deeper. <laughs> let's go. And we have 30 seconds to prepare for that. And then whatever it is that you want for that final two minute segment, I want you to lock through the effort, set your intention right here and now, put that front of mind and then make that happen for the full two minutes while Coach Shelby drops some of this insane knowledge that we have here coming on up. Cause I wanna hear about the, I assume you're gonna tell me the sister's names, but I don't know if that's what you're gonna tell me. Let's all do it in five, four, three, two, and one, two minutes here, and then we have our cool down waiting for us. Coach, tell me what, what else? If, what else if I'm have? not mistaken, this is one fact that I didn't get when we talked about Ariel the last time around. Okay. So while the original tale had five sisters, in the, the 1989 film, she had six. And they were Atina, Alana, Adela, Aquata, Arista, and Andrina. So that means that Ariel was the seventh daughter of King Neptune, which was meant to represent the seven seas. Shut up. That was, okay. that was a real gash too. Okay, I want to hear it again. Like, so let's break it down while you guys are rocking through another 75 seconds here. Coach Shelby's going to drop this knowledge and in my brain it's going to try to quickly process it kind of as quickly as your feet are moving right here and now. Okay, so what were their names again? Atina, uh -huh. Alana, Adela, uh -huh. okay. Aquata, Arista, Andrina, and the youngest, Ariel, which made seven daughters of Neptune, which stood for the seven seas. 
And that's backed up in the live action, which you have yet to look at and read and watch and love. They talk about that and it's quickly referenced into thank you for coming from all of the seven seas oh i love that mr boomtastic i'm a fantastic (laughs) (laughs) well friends you should be feeling fantastic right here because you have 20 seconds left to be able to embark on your own journey of that cool down traversing what probably feels like you've been on a journey of seven seas here And with that, let's go ahead and pull it back nice and easy, smooth sailing from here on out in five, four, three, two, and one. And then we're going to walk it out for five minutes. And we're not going to talk about ceviche here and now, because again, (laughs) I think there were torturing folks that may be really sad about flounder. Um, But we are going to talk a little bit more about rehydrating, refueling, and of course, some really great recovery that you should have so that you aren't feeling like you are painfully walking on knives. So we've touched on it in the previous workouts. We're gonna to touch on it here again. Those static stretches that accompany the workout, be it because you are using the hyperlink that was in the body of the episode notes of the premium podcast or because it was in your actual final surge, we want you to definitely take time to utilize those recovery tools, bring your heart rate down nice and slowly here with the walk also helps you to really get a bit more of that aerobic benefit long-term. We are gonna also let you know that there's been a lot of studies that have been done that if you prefer to take time off your feet during your recoveries, you can pop onto a bike if you've got a bike at your disposal, maybe if you've got a treadmill and a recumbent bike, um, that's a great way of getting in a little bit of recovery. You're welcome to do that, but it is still important that you stretch. Shelby, you're the queen of stretching. How are you fitting it in? Because we're looking for progress, not perfection. Again, I am going to be pacing my driveway if I'm at my driveway or pacing the parking lot safely on the sides and going ahead and maybe checking my email, responding to texts, maybe going ahead and sending a message to Christine about how hilarious we are and the fact that we genuinely don't know half of these answers before we're actually giving them or asking them. It Whatever speaks to your soul, or maybe you're busting out some shaggy and busting a move, dancing is a great way to cool down too. So maybe shake your groove thing, shake some fishtails and feathers and any other claws or appendages you might have. All right, friends, we're going to go ahead and bring it on down into that lighter walk. If you're not there already, we're just here for a couple of minutes before we go into those static stretches. 
and getting into the next part of our day. We want to encourage you again, as we've mentioned, refueling and rehydrating. What are you refueling with today, Coach Shelby? Sushi. I'm probably going to honestly get sushi for dinner. I'm okay. not even joking. I had the big question of what the F am I going to have for dinner? And I think this just solidified that I'm going to be one of those human beings that talks about fish for 45 plus minutes and I'm going to get sushi. So I'm going to probably have some sushi immediately after my run, though. I am not going to have sushi. I think I'm going to probably have a yogurt bowl with some some nuts and some fruit and just a little bit of freshness. You're copying what I was right about to think. That's exactly what I'm looking forward and grooving on. Again, I know we're driving home, making sure that we're getting in protein. So whether you're pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan, it doesn't have to be. And there's a myriad of ways of getting in your protein, be it plant protein, or if it's more from dairy sources, whatever the case may be, we do want you guys to have a really good recovery meal, including carbs, including protein, if you want that long lasting power of being satisfied with your meal and of course all the wonderful benefits of having in a little bit of extra fat we encourage that as well so making it balanced making it nutritious making it delicious so that you can keep swimming through the seas that may come your way of the day can't help it i had to rhyme that with that said (laughs) friends we want to give you a big high five of course and each step that you took today is a stride towards your dreams transforming the ordinary into the extraordinary so keep that spirit soaring your goals in sight always dare to outrun or outswim the ordinary until our next run stay swift stay inspired and dare to be extra